coming up. I know that though you don't know it, you really seeking the will of God. Yep, that's what it is. <laughs> that's what you're really seeking. You try to figure out should I should what should I do? Should I should I go for my doctorate degree or not? <laughs> should I go to this school or not? And you you try to find that path where you're gonna have the greatest success or be the best you or get the most pleasure or fulfillment or just be as most productive and I and I, I'm, I'm thinking you don't know it but you're really looking for God because the place where you're really going to be most productive the place where you're really going to be most fulfilled the place where you're really going to be most successful that you're going to make a difference the most is with God yep hello and thank you for joining us on one by one the podcast ministry of pastor Robert Scott of quench life Christian fellowship are you aware of the world around you To gain a genuine understanding of our surroundings, it is essential to view the world through the perspective of God's Word, divert our attention from the distractions that distance us from Him, and lead a life infused with hope. Join Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn as they delve deeper into the book of Joel to uncover these significant truths. Here's the second message in the series, A Call to Truly Change. Part one. You know, every single person is guilty of sinning against God. All of us. And I'm not just talking about before you gave your life to him. I'm talking about like today. <laughs> y'all get it. Y'all see, we like, we like, we like to see our we like to see our sin in the past tense, you know, in the way distant past. But no, 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 no. Some of that happened like. Today. Today. So so let's let's get out of that that uh that that fantasy about our sin. No, some of that was happened. Some of it so for some of us it was five minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just the truth about it, you know. And you, you, I'm I'm telling you right now, because you got an opportunity to confess it and get it right, make it right, because it we we ain't we ain't all that. We are not all that. So when we talk about the call to truly change, you say, well, I changed already. But everything about you, everything, there are more things that we need to change. In fact, you should probably, you probably can think of something right now that's going on in your life that you're doing, you're partaking of, that you need to make a change with. Okay? And that's because we're not perfect. We're fallen. We struggle. We struggle with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Forget about everybody else and what everybody else do. No, I struggle with me. <laughs> you know, yeah. as as has been said, my 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 enemy is in a me. Yeah. And that's just the the truth about it. And so this is not this call to truly change. It's not just the distant past. It it is that, but it's not just that. Yeah. It's the process that we are still on. And the Bible calls it sanctification, the process of sanctification. All that means is we are in the process of becoming more like Jesus Christ. And and as we're doing that, we're changing. And I'm going to develop this a little more from a biblical perspective. But anyway, I want you to just get it, that that's the cause. All of us have sinned against God. None of us is right before his eyes. 
Therefore, everyone needs to confess and repent of sin. Mm -hmm. And again, not just distant past like today. Mm -hmm. And we should do it now because tomorrow is not promised. Amen. And in fact, God's judgment is certain to come and it's nearer than we think it is. And so we need to make sure we change. And so Joel, in this very short book, he was calling the people to truly change. And so that takes us to our first question that we're gonna ask, write this down. What does it mean to change? What does it mean to change? Dictionary.com says it's its first definition says to make the form, nature, content, future course, etc., of something different from what it is, or from what it will be, what it will be, what it would be if left alone. I'm going to read that again so that you can. See yourself as I read this. Look at yourself. In fact, if you got a mirror next to you, just look in the mirror, <laughs> you know, because this this morning, this morning, you actually went, you went in change mode this morning, to be honest with you, because you looked at the mirror. <laughs> Every single one of us looked at the mirror today, and we was like, change, change. <laughs> Something needs to change. We we got the face towel and wiped our face, got the stuff out our eyes, yeah. picked up the toothbrush, brushed them teeth, put some Listerine, a scope, or some mouthwash in your mouth. You know, did some fixed your hair if you haven't. You, you, have you know, <laughs> you you went into change mode. Yeah, we do it every day, and we need to do it spiritually just like we do it physically Amen. so i want to read this definition again so you can look at yourself and see how this connects to you it says to make the form the nature content future course etc of something different from what it is. We did that this morning. We said, okay, my hair ain't going the right way. <laughs> you know, my face ain't going the right way. All of that, we did it. And we do it regularly. We need to do that with our spirit, yeah. with our souls. Yeah. And the other part says, from what it would be if left alone. Mm -hmm. And so there are things about us, if we don't change and we don't do anything about it, if we leave it alone, it'll lead us right into a pit that we wouldn't want, we don't want to fall into. A pit of depression, a, a, mm -hmm. a pit of, 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 of um, sickness, mm -hmm. a pit of financial doom. If we don't change it, it'll lead us right into a pit of loneliness, mm -hmm. a pit of a bunch of things. You can call it, you can name what you want. But if we don't change, it'll take us to that pit. Yeah. If you leave it alone, yeah. if you decide to do nothing about it, 
within relationally, socially, physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, mm -hmm. you fall mm -hmm. over the cliff. All of us got things like that, that we need to manage and change and stay on top of and monitor on a regular basis, or we go into the pit. Amen. And that's dictionary.com. Mm -hmm. Here's a quote from my favorite leadership teacher, John Maxwell. He says, people change when they hurt enough. Mm -hmm. They have to change. Yeah. They learn enough. They want to change. Receive enough. They are able to change. Amen. I want you to think about this because I got a question. Which of these is most effective to get you to change? Mm -hmm. Think about yourself over the years. Do you change typically because hurt comes? Mm -hmm. Hurt makes you change because then you have to change because the pain of whatever it is. The difficulty causes what made you decide, okay, I'm going to, okay, I got to change. In other words, are you more inclined to respond to knowledge, getting more knowledge and learning more, and then it causes you to want to change? Mm -hmm. or are you the one who says, I, 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 I want to change. I just don't know how. I don't have the resource to change. So you need more of something. So are you the one that receives enough that you're now able to change. You were you wanted to change before, but you couldn't because you just didn't have the ability to because there was lack of resource, whatever that might be. What Which of these resonate with you the most? Mm -hmm. Which one of these caused you to change? I love this quote from John Maxwell. That's a good one. A second question that we need to ask as it relates to change is what does the Bible say about true change? What does it say about true change? And the truth is to have true change, it can only happen through God's power. Yeah. It only happens through God's power. Mm -hmm. So what does the Bible say then about true change? I want to give you a few things that the Bible says about true change. The first is the Bible calls it being transformed. Mm -hmm. The Bible calls it being transformed. Romans 12, 2 says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be trans transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is and that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Mm -hmm. So it says you need to not conform to this world, but be transformed. Go through a metamorphosis. It's like a caterpillar becoming a butterfly. Yeah. So we're not talking about slight modification. You know, we're not talking about an altering. No, we're talking about a transformation. Mm -hmm. That means complete change, metamorphosis, just like 
a caterpillar becoming a butterfly. Yeah. You see a butterfly, there is uh, there is no sign of a caterpillar. <laughs> you wouldn't even have a clue. You wouldn't even have a clue. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Look what the other translations, I want to give you a few other translations of this verse to, just to give you a little more flavor about it. Um, from the Common English Bible, Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you can figure out what God's will is, yeah. what is good, pleasing, and mature. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many times I myself trying to figure out God's will yeah. for me. And then I hear other people saying, I don't know what God's will is. I can't, if I had a, if I had a dollar for every time I felt it, <laughs> thought it, heard it, sensed it, seen it, you know, I'd be a millionaire, <laughs> you know, because it happens all the time. We always making decisions, especially for those who have, who have, uh, even, 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 even people who aren't saved, they won't say it, but because I'm saved and I know God, I know that though you don't know it, you're really yeah. seeking the will of God. Yep, that's what it is. <laughs> that's what you're really seeking. You're trying to figure out should I should what should I do? Should I should I go for my doctorate degree or not? Mm -hmm. <laughs> should I go to this school or not? And you you try to find that path where you're gonna have the greatest success or be the best you or get the most pleasure or fulfillment or just be as most productive and i and I, i'm thinking you don't know it but you're really looking for god because yeah. the place where you're really going to be most productive mm -hmm. the place where you're really going to be right. most fulfilled yeah. the place where you're really going to be most successful that you're going to make a difference the most is with god yep that's it. and what god has ordained for you but you don't know that yet yeah Amen, amen. That you're really looking for God. I know it, though. I know you're looking for God. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to figure out a way how I can convince you that that's what you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, It reminds me of that T-shirt Brother Daryl had on the other day. Uh -huh. Y'all need Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> He's just letting them know as you walk down the street, huh, Daryl? Y'all need Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah. Daryl rocking that shirt. Yeah. What yeah. color is that shirt? What color was that shirt? You remember? Ah, was it gray? I don't remember. What <laughs> he said, yep. I don't remember what kind. Of, oh, he said blue. Blue, blue. blue, blue. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and so people, people are wanting to, to change. And they want to, they're trying to figure out what God's will is. Yeah. Look what the common English version says about Romans 12, 2. Don't be like the people of this world, but let God change the way you think. Mm -hmm. Then you will know how to do everything that is good and pleasing to him. Yes. And then the uh, easy to read version says for Romans 12, 2. Don't change yourselves to be like the people of this world. Y'all get that? He said, don't, don't change yourself to be like the people you see. Mm. It goes on to say, but let God change you inside with a new way of thinking. Mm -hmm. 
then you will be able to understand and accept what God wants for you. You will be able to know what is good and pleasing to him and what is perfect. Amen. 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 That's a blessing. That's a blessing. I hope that blessed you like it blessed me. Mm, Just yeah. to read that and hear those perspectives like yeah. that about what it means to change, what the Bible says about being what changing or being or being transformed yes. means. Amen. The second thing that I want to say the Bible says about true change is the Bible says light is needed for true change. Mm -hmm. You got to get light. Yeah. Okay, that, that, I know that might not make sense for you right now, but let's read the scripture and let it speak to us. Second Corinthians 4, 3 through 4 and verse 6 says this, and even if our gospel is veiled, mm -hmm. it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age, the God of this world, has blinded the minds of unbelievers. Mm -hmm. I want to pause right there for a moment. Y'all see what happened? See, this is a reason why we don't want to be like the world. Yeah. Because the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers. Mm -hmm. So if you're trying to be like the world, you're trying to take on the mindset and the activities and thinking of unbelievers whose mind is blinded mm -hmm. by the devil, the God of this world, the God of this age. Mm -hmm. Y'all see that? So we don't want to conform to that because that's conforming to blindness, yeah. to darkness. It says, verse four, I read again, God, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ. So we see it's the glory of Christ or the gospel of Christ that's the light mm -hmm. that shines in darkness. It goes on to say, who is the image of God? For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, mm -hmm. made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of knowledge Talk about minds being transformed. Yeah. Knowledge is light. Yep. It's saying mm -hmm. the light of knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. Amen. So knowledge brings light. And it's telling us that's how we get transformed in our minds and our minds renewed that we get knowledge that comes from God, knowledge about God. Then we're able to transform. Mm -hmm. So light is needed for us to truly change. Yeah. Light is needed. Amen. The third thing I want to say about what the Bible says about true change, the Bible says it requires being made new. Mm -hmm. It requires being made new. Again, we're not talking about just a modification, <laughs> a slight change or alteration. We're talking about made new. new. Yeah. Look what it says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the gospel of Christ, the light of knowledge, right? The glory of God. If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. So by being in Christ, the new creation comes. Amen. Because we're in Christ. The old has gone and the new is here. Amen. Christ bring newness, 
Being in Christ brings newness. It makes us new. Not just modified, but no, new. Metamorphosis. From the inside. Amen. From the inside out. Amen. Transformation. In the conversation Jesus had with a, uh, one of the... Um, so one of the elders and part of the Sanhedrin council, the Jewish council, the, of the educated and their leaders and rulers, Jesus had a conversation with him. Nick, his name was Nicodemus. And Jesus told him in John 3, 3, he said to him, Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. Amen. newness rebirth mm -hmm. we're talking about being made new born again Amen. so it requires that for true change so joel was calling on the people to change mm -hmm. so we need to ask another question what did joel want the people to change what did Joel want the people to change? I want to give you a few things. Number one, he wanted them to come out of their state of intoxication. Hmm. He wanted them to come out of their state of intoxication. Look what he said here in Joel 1 verse 5. He says, wake up, you drunkards, and weep. Well, all you drinkers of wine, well, because of the new wine, for it has been snatched from your lips. Mm -hmm. They were intoxicated. They were literally drunk. Yeah. Um, in that time, they were drunk. They were literally drunk. And he was saying that y'all need to wake up. Their, their intoxication had them sleeping when they should have been awake. Uh, it had them being joyful when they should have been weeping. Think about that. They're asleep when they should be awake. They're rejoicing or being joyful when they should be weeping because of what was going on around them. Drunkenness was a literal problem of that day. Mm -hmm. But everything around them was falling apart while they was intoxicated. And as we said in the last message, the locusts had come and ate, had eaten up all the crop. We talked about how four bands of locusts came and cleaned it all up, took everything out cleaned hit took the tree and took the skin off the tree so you can see the white part of the wood yeah <laughs> they them locusts was doing damage and that meant the economy was jacked up everything was jacked up and we talked about that last week everything was destroyed the ecosystems were destroyed the animals was had a problem they couldn't survive and then, you know, and then figuratively, we, today we have a problem, a same, similar problem today. In fact, we have a problem of intoxication. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. 
you may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin. And I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. This is the time I would declare there's enough going on in our world today that every church needs to be packed to the rim mm -hmm. if we were really seen properly. That's right. If we weren't intoxicated by our freedom, if we weren't intoxicated by wealth, if we weren't intoxicated by our, 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 uh, liber our liberties, our, our uh, pride, if we weren't intoxicated by um, a business, politics, every single person need to come to God's house. That's right. Thank you for listening.